Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to Hey Kerwin, where you have the questions and I give the answers. Belinda Grimmond says, Hey Kerwin, why are we as humans so worried about what others think? Belinda, that's a great question. Uh, it's primal. We're a herd animal. We're a mammal. Uh, and what that means is, is being a mammal, we congregate. So we congregate and collaborate and we basically, you know, develop and foster and grow up and, and, and form groups and communities. You know, that's how, if you just look around, you know, whether it be National Geographic or the way humans in interact with each other, they typically do it in volume. Uh, and that's done for protection. And so the reason that people care so much about what others think about them is because of the, the herd aspect or the, the potential rejection aspect of, um, of being in a herd. Because when you're in a herd, that provides a higher level of safety, you know, provides a higher level of security. Uh, but when you are potentially evicted or rejected or kicked out of that herd, that can be very threatening. And you know, that threat can potentially not only create stress, but you know, we know in the, basically in the world of National Geographic, that stress can also lead to you know, getting eaten. Uh, thankfully, we don't have any saber-toothed tigers around anymore, but we still have um, this primal mentality where we really care about what people think because we're afraid that if they think badly of us, then they'll reject us from whatever herd that we congregate together in. And that could potentially lead to either injury, illness, or death. The fastest way for you to get from where you are now to where you want to go, just stop caring what people think. Uh, and I'm not sure if that question was kind of, you know, something that you're putting out there because you do have a little bit of that fear. But I do know that it's a very human thing to be afraid of what other people think of you. But I also know that the people who have achieved the highest level of success in their own lives and their own businesses are the ones that don't care. Uh, and it's not that they aren't interested, they just don't care. They're not emotionally invested in what other people think in them uh, for the most part. So yeah, stop caring. Tron Eamon says, hey Corbin, can you suggest a way to overcome zero motivation? I'm stuck in a rut. Look, I'd ask the question, what are you motivated to do? Uh, what are you inspired to do? Where do you have a, a level of ethic of performance around your own performance that um, is greater than what uh, you have in the area of business right now? You know, I can talk to this pretty intimately um, because I was essentially accused my entire life of being lazy, like, like my entire youth, I should say. Like my mum, oh my dad, my God, my mum used to always say, you're so lazy, you're so lazy, you're so, and I, what I discovered is not so much that I'm lazy, it's just that I like to find the easiest way to do things. It's, and it's, that's a big difference between them. But when we look at laziness and motivation, like for me, my laziness was driven around efficiency. Uh, for others, you know, it's really related to the fact that they just don't enjoy or not inspired by what you do. Like if you, for me, I, the reason I have such high levels of motivation is because I'm actually doing stuff that I fucking love. I'm doing stuff that I'm passionate about. I'm doing stuff that inspires me, lifts me up, that really, you know, lights my fire and um, and it puts fuel in my engine. But what I do know is when I do things that don't inspire me, I could be the laziest person. Like I just had two weeks off, right? Uh, and so I wasn't doing anything. And so I literally sat around on the couch, laying in bed. I watched fucking 20 hours of Netflix, probably in a day. Uh, and I was bored out of my fucking head. Um, now that's a great point. The reason I was so bored is because I was doing things that didn't interest me. So look, for me, this, the motivation question is actually really, there's a great book you can read that's called Drive, The Surprising Truth About What Really Motivates Us. And that gives you a really good insight into the model of motivation and how to you know, set yourself up for, you know, to have higher levels of motivation by looking at the different areas. But what I do know is, regardless of what strategies you use, if you're trying to motivate yourself to do something that you don't like or hate or don't wanna do, you know, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a, a, pain, a very painful task. 
you know, and again, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that there are going to be some people going to say, oh, but Kerwin, you don't understand. I have to do this. I have to do that. I can't just do something that I love. Well, if that's your situation, for the things that you have to do, find the things that you love about the things that you have to do. Because if you sit there and ask the 500 benefits of you doing the things that you hate, you'll come up with a list of 500 things that will be of benefit for you doing the very thing that you hate, which will not only will it change your perspective and start giving you a different perspective on the thing that you hate, but it'll also start re reorganizing and reconnecting your neurons in a way that will actually create more stimulus towards doing the things that you do not like to do and it'll actually create a neurological level of motivation because that thing that you hate is now attached to all these things that you love, neurologically speaking. So um, yeah, I just think you need to find what it is that you love. For me, I did 42 different jobs, 42 or 48 different jobs um, before I actually found what I loved. And, and I think, you know, that's the key. Keep trying, testing, measuring until you find that thing that you do it and then you just go, oh my God, and you light up. James Terry says, Hey Kerwin, what's the best way to market your personal brand as a business consultant? Huh, I'm not sure if I'm qualified to answer that question. Is it best to promote yourself personally or use the business as the brand? Look, well you just said, how do I best promote a personal brand as a business consultant? And I guess it depends on what your, your end game is. I think regardless of whatever type of business that you're in, personal branding is something that needs to be addressed. Like every person, regardless of what business you're in, and I think when you look at the, the forefathers of personal branding in large corporations, whether it be Virg, um, you know, Richard Branson, Bill Gates, Oprah Winfrey, or even Donald Trump, you know, I think it's important to realize that personal branding now has never been more important than it's ever been. So that has to take place. Um, and by association, your, that will lift up your business brand, but it brings together its own set of challenges. Like the obvious, the obvious challenges that you have is your business is now has a face to it, okay? It now means that your business is somewhat tied to you. It also means that the asset is gonna be devalued because it's associated with a personality. Uh, now that doesn't mean that at some point, point you can't transition into a more of a corporate brand to, to remove those liabilities uh, and to re reduce that risk. But um, you know, I guess it depends on what your scope of, of, of what your end game is. You know, for me personally, I, I have a personal brand. Um, I've jumped in and out. Matthias hasn't seen this, but you know, for the last 16 years, I've jumped in and out of a personal brand and a you know business brand, personal brand, business brand, personal. And I've decided to cho I've chosen this path to take the personal brand. And you know, for me, I, I get a lot of um, you know a lot of benefit in doing that. But what I do know is. For me personally, the fastest way for you to get your brand built is through social media. That's that's just nail that. But secondly, you need to understand that the, the 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 scaling issues that come with a personal brand and the scaling opportunities that come with a personal brand. And to be honest, if I sat here and listed all of them, we'd probably be here for two days. But what I will tell you is, you need to make a decision and go in one direction. You're either going to go on a personal brand or you're going to go on a business brand. Me personally, I would go down the personal brand, you know, forefront and build up your personal brand, and use that to leverage a business brand, you know, off the back of that. But um, you know, to get back to the root question, which is how do I build a personal brand as a business consultant? Look, I don't want to sound trite because I'm not the best person who's doing it, but just look at what I'm doing. Like that's a good example. You know, I'm not the best at it. Um, you know, you look at Gary Vaynerchuk. He's you know absolutely one of the leaders when it comes to you know personal branding. Uh, and just model and emulate. Just find someone who's doing exactly what you want and just model and copy what they do. But uh, keep some originality in there as well. Linda Lin says, hey Kerwin, what is the story and meaning behind your tattoos? Mm. Okay, wow, I have five tattoos. I have one, two, three, I have a fourth one on my leg and I have my back done. So this one means pure love. Pure love, also translated as pure energy. Uh, this one is the symbol of the tiger, which is my Chinese zodiac star sign, which is also a symbol for strength and courage. 
Uh, on my back, I have a complete General Kwan, who is considered to be one of the protectors of Buddhism, and I have um, love, appreciation, wealth, and faith uh, in kanji symbols around the General Kwan. And on my ankle, I have a fucking shark. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason I laugh, because everyone looks at it and goes, oh, you got a dolphin on your fucking ankle. It's not a fucking dolphin, it's a shark. It's not a whale, it's a fucking shark. A shark, and it's a tough shark but I am getting the shark removed because I got it during a phase when I was doing shark diving, open water shark diving. It was really cool. I wanted to symbolize it, but the tattoo was terrible, so I'm now getting it removed. John Sue asks, Hey Kerwin, what are your greatest challenges right now, both personal and professional? Whew. Personally, it's probably my relationship with my wife. Like right now, we've, uh, we've been married for six years. Uh, we've got a beautiful you know, three-year-old son. Um, we've had some pretty big challenges, to be honest with you, in the last... Um, in the last 12 months, but especially, you know, in the last probably six months. Over Christmas was a very tough period for us. Um, but, you know, now we're actually getting to a point where our relationship is, is not only is it on the mend, it's actually becoming even better than it's been in a very long time. Um, and that's not by accident. You know, we've, we, do a, we do a lot of work on ourselves individually, which is really important in a relationship. You can't just work on yourselves together. You've got to work on yourselves individually. But we also come together on, on work on our relationship together. Um, and, you know, if there's one thing, you know, apart from the fact that, you know, Chris has got, you know, people that she connects and I've got people that I connect. And like for me, therapy is a really big part of my life. Um, not that I do it as frequently as I'd like to, but I think everyone should have someone that they can talk to, regardless of whether you think you've got any mental health issues or not. Like, and, and this is something that's really important you know, around any form of relationships, whether it be interpersonal or, or interrelational. You know, I think everyone needs someone that they can talk to, and I think it not only produces you know healthier relationships, it also produces healthier individuals as well. You know, I think there's a lot of a lot of people have fear around speaking to someone, whether it be a therapist, a counselor, or a psychologist, or whatever. Personally, I think those are the people that should be uh, paraded and, and 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 admired and awarded for you know for saving relationships and marriages, and, and in some cases even lives. On the Business side, my biggest challenge in the business side right now um, is recruitment, probably because we're growing pretty fast. Like we've just hired uh, another two people start today. We had another, I think we've had five start in the last two weeks. We've got another fifteen that'll be starting in the next few weeks. So um, yeah, recruitment is a big one. But we've hired a specialist now, and that's the reason we are moving so quickly. Tracy Lane from Top Talent, and I think within five weeks she had appointed seven or eight people, um, which is fantastic. So that for us, although is a challenge, is being worked on and addressed. And although my personal life, I've got some challenges in relationship, that's being worked on and addressed as well. So uh, yeah, is, does that answer the question? That was episode Ichinisanshi Go of the Hey Kerwin Show. For those of you who do have more questions, please make sure you use the hashtag Hey Kerwin below. Let me know all of your questions. I'm now back, I'm bad, I'm really blasting. I'm gonna be doing a whole bunch of Hey Kerwins in the next couple of weeks. So any questions you've got, hashtag Hey Kerwin below, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, even skywriting, we're very big on that right now. So over North Sydney, hashtag Hey Kerwin, keen to know your questions. But the question of the day for you, I would like to know, what is the one thing that you do to recharge your batteries? Is it going on holidays? Is it meditating? What is the number one thing that you do? Because I've just got back, I'm nice and fresh, and I want to stay that way. So I'm curious to know some of your questions, sorry, some of your ideas on what do you do to recharge quickly when you're drained? And I'm not talking about, oh, you've just had a big day and you're a little bit drained and you want to get back into shape or you want to get back on into gear. Let's say you've been working for like six weeks solid, you're completely fucking, you're smashed, okay, and you need some serious rest. What is it that you do to recharge your core batteries so that you can come back and plow on for another six weeks to three months? I'm curious, what do you do? Thanks for listening to Hey Kerwin. If you would like your questions answered, don't forget to use the hashtag Hey Kerwin on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn.